Luco, what is up, my dude? Not much, man. How are you doing this fine Friday evening? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Is there anything, uh, anything grinding your gears? Is it not open? Or anything, you... anything putting a tinkle in your sprinkle? Shit, it's mine. <laughs> you know what really? Anything, um, anything <clears throat> uh, twisting your thin bent wang? You know what really um, sticks a sounding rod up my pee hole? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> For those of you who tuned in recently to Channel Rant, you know what a sounding rod is. Is uh, basically the Friday before the big concert. It's just the essentially the shittiest day on earth. You talking about the Friday before, like next Friday, or like I mean today? Th- you mean today? Yeah, today is the worst day. Today is the worst day of my life. It's only going to get better from here, right? How do you figure? I'm just trying to be positive. Wednesday is going to be the worst. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday are going to be the worst. Wednesday are going to be the worst. By Saturday, I don't care anymore. That's true. Yeah, it's like by then we it's over. It doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> at that point, all the all the preparation that can be made has been made. I have the same thing with the games, where I'm like, I stress about the games until Saturday morning, because on Saturday morning I switch, I flip the switch it's from true. proactive to reactive. Right. Which is a much more natural state for me. Like I'm way better at reacting to things and like thinking on the fly and like that kind of shit than I am at planning ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get, I get into a more natural uh, like flow state when I'm reacting to problems, like things catching on fire, etc. than like trying to plan for every single eventuality. That's what causes me stress is trying to plan for everything when I know I can't. Yeah. The best feeling I find in being a performer is like the day of getting a blowjob while you take a shit. Well, there's that, (laughs) but there's what's (laughs) what's called. I couldn't do that. There's no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't think I could. Uh, Maybe, but, uh, is going into what I call mission mode. It's Mm. what happens the day of when you just, all the prep stuff, the stress of that goes away and you're just fucking get shit done mode, which happens when you're like performing or putting on an event, whatever it is. And you just like balls to the wall, man. I got that. Yeah, we're all in this together. Let's go. Yeah, you get you get to the Charge point. The hill kind you of get shit. into the point where it's like I know what the end result is going to be, no matter what happens in the middle. Correct. It doesn't matter how you get there. Like, you know like, what's going to like. Happen. I'm at the start, <laughs> and I know what the end is, and it doesn't matter what happens in the middle. I am going to get to that end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My vision for the ending will come true. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. I don't care how many of you I have to cut. Well, there's that. But uh, I suppose now is a good time to let everyone know that you're listening to the Chain Rant podcast, and it's an explicit show. So I'm gonna give you five seconds to listen to something else. It won't be as, won't be as explicit as last week, but it'll still be explicit. <laughs> Most people haven't heard that, but the live yeah. the live audience. I don't has. know that we'll ever be able to be as explicit as last week, but um, so yeah, I give you five seconds to listen to something else. That's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck, 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 <laughs> um, and listeners can review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, etc. You can send us emails and voicemails to play it on air. We have some tonight. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Chanterrant store at chanterrant.com. Uh, now through the end of the year, you can actually, it's a holiday season. You can get some gifts for the Chanterranters in your life and get mm-hmm. 10% off your order when you use the discount code SATANCLAWS. Claws spelled <laughs> like Santa Claus, not like... <laughs> Claus. So 10% off your entire order at chainrant.com using the code SATANCLAWS. After last week's episode, many people took advantage of the 10% off and ordered all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Which is great. Some of them them, uh, ordered Yellow Flash's socks drunkenly and had them shipped to my house by accident. (laughs) 
That really happened? Yeah, fucking beer boy. <laughs> oh, really? I got a package. I'm like, why the fuck did I get a package of, of socks? <laughs> and then he texted me. <laughs> and he's like, so I drunkenly ordered socks on the website. And I think my autofill sent it to your address instead of instead of mine. <laughs> so, I, like, so I mailed him his socks. So I hope like, your feet are warm, beer boy. Let me know when those come in. That sounds like I don't beer trust boy, the, bro. I don't trust the post office. Um, and this show, this episode of the Channering Podcast, like all episodes, is brought to you by alcoholics. No, um, it's brought to you by our patrons, who some of which are probably also alcoholics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those people who decided to spend $5 a month to support the Channering. Because they get a hoot. They get a hoot out of it. And they're, they're, some of them are watching the live stream now. Um, they get to see us fuck up. That's uh, their best benefit. <laughs> they get to, so they get five to, minutes before and the 20 minutes after before I pass out. Yeah, like they, they get to watch us fuck up um, in random videos and clips, etc. So thank you to our patrons. Uh, we'll probably do a read for you guys later. You can become a patron of the show if you are so inclined at patreon.com slash channerant. Last but not least, invite and share with your friends. We're going into the new year. People are uh, people are starting their New Year resolution plans where they're gonna they keep telling themselves they're gonna go to the gym even though they're not. <laughs> they need something to listen to while they're on the treadmill. Suggest a Chain Rant podcast. Suggest last week's episode, and then you can get a text from them when they fall off the treadmill from either laughing or vomiting. <laughs> We've got a lot of great responses from a lot last of great week. responses last track. week. Yeah, be careful if you haven't heard it yet. It is pretty awful <laughs> did you see did you see that i loved the comment um <laughs> i want to say was it was it joe was it uh joe about being in a car about about having he had apparently he was listening on his phone yeah joe w and he was listening on his phone um and his phone is paired to his patrol vehicle <laughs> yes I saw so that. <laughs> so it streamed the, it like streamed the fucking dominatrix episode <laughs> in his patrol vehicle <laughs> how quickly did he desperately try to like did, at what point did how he many throw times, his phone out yeah, the window just, like trying to break it to get like, it how to far stop? how far away for bluetooth <laughs> how many times do you think that's happened with like Pornhub streaming what do you like i <laughs> i was thinking about this recently okay uh fusco Yes, Josh. Yeah, you, you ever you ever just decide you're gonna have a wank in the shower? Um. Yes. Like like you're having you're having trouble waking up. You got a miserable day ahead of you. It's like you know what I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy. Let's start with a good thing. I'm gonna enjoy a couple moments of of sweet sweet bliss before I uh, go out to get <laughs> butt fucked by the world. Yes, absolutely, I have. Let me tell you what. In those in those moments, um, make sure that your phone's not paired via bluetooth to your alexa because you'll be wondering man is this just a really quiet porno no it's just blasting through the entire amazon alexa system and speakers and the rest of your house wait are you watching porn in the shower before you while you do this yeah why not why you know you know how do you do that you have a waterproof phone yeah water resistant Oh, that's interesting. I've never done that. I mean, I also I keep it out of the water. Like i'm not sitting there no, like, i get it standing under the shower head with a thing four inches from my face beating my meat but this is interesting. I would have never thought of that, to be honest. I've never brought my phone or any visual. Wait, you just take magazines in? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the tears of the of the of the that porn stars that drip as the ink yeah, melts. Use the ink for loop. <laughs> I just use my imagination. I never really thought to bring my phone into this. Oh, room. my imagination is not that vivid. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't have quite as much. We learned the, something here. I don't, today, I don't have quite as much in the old spank bank as you probably do. Anybody else out there in the chat want to uh, admit to also doing this? I've ne- it never even occurred to me to do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, curious. you know, you set it up on the windowsill next to your chocolate milk and rub one out. <laughs> <laughs> your, your shower chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> 
Oh. Anyway, start your day with some protein. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so before we get into some of our news and updates, uh, today, it's gonna tonight, I guess, is going to be one of the classic Channerant grab bag episodes because we just got a lot of shit to cover and we don't have a guest. So we're gonna try to we're gonna try to clear the uh, clear the we're gonna try to fucking clear the tubes a bit. Yep. Yeah, just so we have this some room for our Chanarant, guests. Our Chanarant, guests next week. Yeah, Channerant masturbation tonight. So everything's gonna be done everything's tonight. gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be dry and dehydrated <laughs> and empty and tired. Um, because we, you know, we have two guests next week. I'm very excited. Uh, oh Mr. God. Mr. Callum Beaumont and Mr. Andrew Hoinicky, Cobra himself. Mm-hmm. So we got mm-hmm. Callum and Cobra coming on the show next week. Um, cause they're both going to be in town for the concert. I can't wait to hear the tales of debauchery of being actually legitimately famous in oh, this yeah. world. Yeah. At least from Callum. Well, and the funny thing is going to be like, <laughs> like people are going to make, Oh my God. Like they have, they have these people live on air in their podcast. Why do you have them? Because we bring them in for our concert. Why do you bring them in for your, for your concert? Because we fucking go hard in Vegas, bitch. When it's concert time, we get the best. Get the best. We've had. And the if best. you can't get the best, you get Callum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can say that because he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, he has no idea. He'll never know. But next, th- by the way, remind me next week. We've, we've got to get pictures of him with the various faces so we can make those. Remember those when he was on the yeah, show? Last yeah, yeah. We need, we need the Callum the scale. Callum approval scale. So the Callum approval scale will be important. Yeah, we'll him get, we'll get the assets. And very, just yeah. add that to the laundry list of shit that I'm supposed to make next week. <laughs> well, we don't have to make it next week. We just need the pictures so we can do it eventually. And then we'll use it on the show. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, okay, so real quick, uh, I'm excited. We have a treat that I've not been subject to for a while. Mm-hmm. Both Cahill retired, and then it had seen that Ozzy had retired from doing Cahill's Corner. Everybody keeps retiring on us except yeah, us. Except us. <laughs> we should, maybe we should take the fucking hint. <laughs> episode 100, last episode. We just call it. Chanarant retires. Nah, we could never do that. Uh, who else would Who else would destroy the sanctity of the pipe band world? <laughs> all the honor that they've yeah. bestowed upon themselves. Well, all the, all the honor that they've kind of as, assumed upon themselves because uh, yeah, they didn't I mean. want to do anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a very special Aussie's Corner. Cahill's Corner? Does she still call it Kale's Corner? Or is it officially Ozzy's Corner now? I think she's done it more than Cahill has at this point. I think so. Let's let's kick it over to Ozzy's Corner. I haven't listened to this yet. Have you? I have not. Oh, sweet. Good. Then come on a journey with us. Cross fingers. Uh, she doesn't come after us. <laughs> Good night, boys. Well, it has certainly been a while, but I finally managed to find my record button. It was difficult to spot through the haze of smoke from catastrophic bushfires, drought, and the early return of summer's face of the sun temperatures here. So basically Wednesday in Australia. Perfect piping weather. Anyway, it has been a while, and I don't want to take up too much time jogging your cogs about the past. Honey Bourbon's already given us a bad reputation for that down here. But here's a quick rundown of some of the highlights and uh, lowlights since the Philip World's Glasgow Championship those many moons ago. Where the rightful winners were, of course, the shits and giving dykehead snare line. We were talking about winning hearts, weren't we? Hashtag big stick energy. So... Following the scandal of McWordergate, the boys, of course, learned their lesson and never said anything that could possibly be misconstrued, misinterpreted, or have offended anyone ever again. (laughs) I can't even say it with a straight face. Of course, they doubled down, like so many revoltingly delicious chicken burgers, and pissed off an entirely new group of the pipe band world by pointing their brutally honest critique at band ringing players, kicking off a controversial conversation that stretched from Yuspaba to Wuspaba to RSPBNI to our favourite Pooh Bear and back again and drove the daywalking red nut to blow his lid and deliver the show's most glorious rant yet. And to classical dubstep, no less. 
More please. So since August, yeah, a number of esteemed guests have dropped by, such as Oakland Australia's own beer boy Brad spilling the keg on his one night in Fusco, the lovely and technology-obsessed Thea on all things Jack Mormon in pipe bands, Keegan, the McGonagall sisters, and that other guy on finding love or something like it amongst the madness of pipe bands, and Andrew Douglas taking part in the time-honoured ranter tradition of recording while in a moving vehicle and somehow miraculously not putting himself to sleep at the same time this time. <laughs> There were a few deep moments too, covering genuinely interesting grounds, such as intimacy and introversion and how they affect players. But to balance things out, Fusco also went full jigsaw again a few times for good measure. Like when he uh, bought Eric a flashlight last week as a thank you present from his parents. <laughs> and well, 99 rancid milk bottles of seed on the wall, 99 <laughs> bottles of seed. Oh, but wait. What's that on the horizon? Call me ish fail of the week. The boys finally <laughs> managed to spear and pin down the silver-haired whale. Yes, after 87 episodes, Cyclone Jack came tearing into the podcast, dropping torrential downpours of wisdom about what it's like to win every solo comp ever, with a few lashings about how to prep for nerves and why the world's is a clearly rigged game, while <laughs> avoiding the boys' best attempts to chant around him. And although Uncle Jack's words of wisdom were undoubtedly the most informed, wholesome, and inspiring on the show yet, last week's episode whew, was undoubtedly the most educational we've had so far in what will forever go down in Chanterant history, and then back up again, like so much thick, eggy, mixed-up cum on a dirty loo floor, <laughs> Megan, the beautiful, inspiringly resilient private school teacher slash dominatrix, swooped in to whip the shit out of Josh and gag Fusco's sexist jokes once and for all with a deftly deployed gimp mask, while putting every DBO story that ever was or will be to shame with some of the most insane stories of everyday life as a professional, non-release domination consultant in Sin City. You know, given how the show's been coming out lately, I'm starting to wonder whether or not the boys have some sort of a non-release contract on the go with Megan. I can't wait to see how they top, or possibly bottom, that one this week. Cheers, boys. Aussie Broad, out. God damn. Yeah, that was one of the best ones I've ever heard. That was heard. a quarter review. That there's, was perfect. There were so many like little thing references in there. There's a Lord of the Rings reference in oh, there. Yeah. There's all like show shit from back like a whole quarter, like I said. Like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, Ozzy, don't fuck around, boy. Dude, no wonder we Dude, we hired her instead yeah, of Kale. You, you gotta keep in mind, she's a lot smarter than us, <laughs> way smarter than Kale. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fucking, you know. Uh, by I, the way, I got a pair of boots that's smarter than Kale. <laughs> Speaking of that, like you know how we're gonna get to this a little bit later, but you know how Wuspaba, all the officers have changed and stuff, mm -hmm. and supposedly Kale, I haven't actually heard from him, but I, he was gonna step down after this. Yep, that means he's free to be back. He was stepping back from the show. Because he was and an officer. And he's not the only one. No, there's others that we're going to get on this bitch. But anyway, Ozzy Broad, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, well done as always, Ozzy. I uh, love you. Thank you for the uh, jumpies, Tim Tams, mint slices. Mm -hmm. The rum, there's a little... Uh, have you tried the rum? I haven't yet. Is it good? Uh, I want to watch you try it on air. Is it terrible? I'll try I, it. I'll have it tonight. I just want you to try it. There's yeah. a little bottle right on the yeah, counter. Yeah, you can grab, you can grab it after <laughs> I'll the grab break. I'll grab it in a sec, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, uh, as always, a phenomenal recap from the one and only Ozzy Osbrod. All right, moving smartly forward. Um, I want to, she mentioned last week's episode. I want to give a quick thanks to Megan, uh, for coming on the show <laughs> and delivering one of the most cringy, uh, disgusting, hilarious, uh, clickbaity. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's more clickbaity, Megan or Jack? Do you think? Definitely Megan because well, because she's got tits. Because she's got on tits on the, on the picture. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a funny thing. Is I I I had texted her and I was like, hey, uh, you know, like what we got to use a name. We got to use a name for you. Um, cause I'm not going to call it. She was like, Oh, use the name that you called me on the show that one time. Discount me at Khalifa. You never even said it the whole show. Never said I the whole thought show. we meant, I yeah. meant to bring it and, um, up. And she I was, was like, so pissed about that. The first I was like, time I was like, it. yeah, that, like that's, that's really long. Like it'd be funny, but it's really long. Like, uh, let's just call you something else. And then I was like in, you know, like, do you mind if we use a picture for the thumbnail? Cause that's like, and I showed her like the ones that we did with like Colin and beer. Like, yeah, like we usually have like a, when we have a guest on, we do try to do a picture if we have enough lead time. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, can you send me something you're okay with me, like, photoshopping and using? And she sent me the freaking picture of her and all the leather with it. Yeah. And, like, she actually had pasties. pasties She had pasties on in the photo, but there was enough nipple poking out to where we definitely would have gotten flagged. I think we should have posted it anyway. So, um, so I'm like, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking, this is gold. Here, everyone's got to fucking click on this. Oh, yeah. And they did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even my father. (laughs) Even, even Ralph. (laughs) Papa Fusk. But yeah, no, she was awesome, man. Yeah, like, it was a lot of fun. We'll definitely, we'll probably have her back on. Um, honestly, like I still want to do Dirtbag Olympics, but I she's feel like win everything. There's but no it's way. been, but it's been waning. I feel like a a, a solid replacement for Dirtbag Olympics. Might I think be. we made new friends. I think I think we have. We'll we'll get some new get some new DBS. blood support. Uh, yeah, supporting we that might concept. we might if you have Dirtbag Olympics stories, you and me are out of stories. We. Essentially, every story so far has been us. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything that shitty in a while, too. Like we're we're too busy. Mm, I wouldn't say that. Oh, yo, you, you <laughs> got some stuff. I I have been too busy to do anything shitty. Well, it depends what you consider shitty. There's there's levels of shitty. There's levels of shittiness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we may bring back Dirtbag Olympics. Uh, let us know if that's something you guys want to hear again, or if you just want more Megan, or both. I mean, we can make it work. Mostly, I just want to make up horrible stories and make uh, Del Boy read them. Make Del read that. That, that is the most fun. The most fun of let's Dirtbag just, Olympics was when we have the penthouse forum stories and just make just her make read them, but she won't them. know. Yeah. <laughs> or go on Reddit and just find like the most cringy shit. <laughs> yeah. Here's no. We'll just have Megan write them up and then make our oh, friends read them. <laughs> let's do that in the future. <laughs> Megan's stories because she, she wrote them on her phone. Yeah. Remember, she wrote them yeah, all. She'll out. write them up. So we'll we have, have Del Boy read. Them. We have her write them up, and then we have <laughs> Del read them. That'd be great. That'd be great. Right, okay, yeah, keep that keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Megan, for coming on the show. We had a lot of fun hanging out with you, uh, and yeah, we'll definitely have her back soon. Uh, we have some new patrons: uh, Angel and Francisco. 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 <laughs> I spelled that wrong. <laughs> Angel, we mentioned last week. Thank you, Angel. And I, I don't. I think this Francisco guy might be a fake name. I'm not 100 uh, sure. The Francisco guy is explicitly because he wanted to watch the video of Megan. She she screenshotted me. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Like it's somebody he knows or it's she like, knows? Yeah. Oh, so wait, is he going to stay on for a month long enough to pay to pay for at least five uh, bucks? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Let me tell you a, a message I got on Instagram this week. Uh, I think it was on channel. I think it came to the channel on Instagram, but it went to mine eventually. It did. If it's the one, I think it's the I'm one. Yeah. Of. So there's some local female who must be in the similar industry of some sort. The way she looked. So she wrote to us saying. Oh my God, Megan's amazing. Blah blah blah. Like, where'd she get her tits done and her ass done? I'm like, so I wrote. I said, well, I don't. I have no idea, but I will ask her if you'd like. And, and <laughs> I so, get, I, so I text. Strangely Megan. enough, I work with a lot of doctors. I can make some <laughs> recommendations, but you have to. You have to DM well, me. <laughs> let me tell you, it, it takes really specific. You, you need to know the successes. So I, I texted Megan. I didn't think to tell her it was a female. So I wrote to her and I said, uh, somebody wrote in wants to know where'd you get your tits and your ass done. Or if I I knew that she didn't have her yeah, ass done, she's but never her tits done. for sure. So she's like, 
tell that fucking scumbag, blah, blah, blah. And she got real pissed all of a sudden. I'm like, no, no, no. It was, it was a female. It was a female She's who, like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. It was a female who probably wants to go to the same <laughs> Who wants place. to go to the same doctor and wants to know. She's like, well, and so Megan in classic Megan uh, fashion, she's like, well, just tell her my ass is is uh, Frito-Lay. I just sit on my ass all day and fucking eat chips. <laughs> <laughs> but my tits, you can go here. And so I, I told this chick this. It was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. But great responses the so tit, far. The tits were expensive. The ass was cheap. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so, speaking of speaking of cheap asses and big tits, we got a <laughs> <laughs> we got a voicemail <laughs> from the one and only from the one and only MLK. I, I actually shouldn't be mean. She she bought me a couple beers last night at her show, which was very kind. Uh, but yeah, we got a voicemail from MLK. Fuko and McGurkin, it's Meatloaf here. I just want to drop a little voicemail, let you know uh, how much I enjoyed the Dominatrix Megan episode, which was enlightening, to say the least. Uh, I thought I fancied myself a little bit of a kinky, adventurous type, especially in my younger days, and I'll tell you what, I got nothing on that bitch. She is epically crazy, and I don't even know, I, I don't know, I'm still floored, jaw-dropping. Some of the shit that, that people want to do is baffling to me. So thank you for the dominatrix education that I would have never thought in a million years I would have gotten from a shitty bagpiping podcast. But, you know, then again, it just goes to show you, you never know what you're going to get in life. Um, I do have to say that I, I used to live by the mantra that you should try everything once. And if you don't like it, you should try it again just to make sure. But that is out the fucking window. Cause I'm not trying <laughs> any of that shit. I mean, there's about a one percentage point in there of shit that I might consider. And I don't think I would do that now. That would have been 20 years ago because that's crazy. But you anyway, done it. I just want to say thanks. And thanks for coming out to my show. I didn't get to watch the live stream live because I had a show that night and um, you guys actually showed up with Megan, which was awesome. And we had, you know, too many cocktails. And then the next morning I woke up and watched the live stream of the podcast, which I'm very grateful that I did that. And I did not get to watch it the night before because I don't think even to this day that I could look Fuko in the face after watching him play the chanter with a gift mask on. Because that is some of the most funniest shit I have ever seen. I still chuckle about it just thinking about it. It cracks me up. I need to make a meme or something. Something's happening with that. I don't know yet, but it's fucking funny. Anyway, just oh, I'll to give say that thanks. Shit. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to Megan. Good luck topping that show. And uh, yeah, peace out, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, she makes an excellent point. She's like, oh, man, uh, girl's crazy. <laughs> Here, Here's the thing. By and large, uh, among my friend group, I consider myself to be everyone's scariest friend. Mm-hmm. Megan is my scariest friend. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> For sure, by far. Like, I am like, terrified of her. Like most of my most of my friends <clears throat> think like I'm the scariest friend in the group because like I'm a good shot and I have lock picks and like I'm and I'm just you know generally crazy and half in the bag all the time. No, that that that's my scariest friend is probably Megan. <laughs> there's more. There's more stories coming, and once you hear them, you'll realize why we say this. Mm. Like you do not want to cross this. Do not want to fuck with this, this lady. <laughs> do not want to fuck with this lady. Oh my god. Um, okay, so number six is you, boy. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to a fan of the show, and I think uh, we should do a new new segment. Okay. Shout out to fan of the show. I don't know, cause why not? 
Do I have to create a package for this? Or? No, you have okay, to do okay. nothing. Uh, no, this is going to be one of my favorite. I'm, my I'm favorite kind of this. segment. <laughs> Wait. Oh. All right, oh, yeah. Joe said he has a bottle of scotch, so go easy on the bell. Oh. So I got to fart a lot. <laughs> Gan, fuck yourself, Joe. <laughs> so I want to shout out to Alex from Black Watch Association Pipe Band, who let me use his pipes when I was in Montreal a couple weeks ago, oh, a few weeks ago. Oh, fuck yeah, to do your 100-day challenge. challenge. You didn't take your pipes? I no, I didn't. Uh, no, I the, did. Why the fuck? I'm not saying because you, you should. You no, should, I did not. You're right. You didn't I take did yours for I the tuning not. clinic? I took them for the tuning clinic, just not for the Montreal. Just not Two for different Montreal. trips, yeah. So because it's. Uh, oh, so you just left them. So you went to New York first and went, then up to Montreal? No, no, no. I, went to, I flew to Montreal, then drove to Vermont, and then drove back to Montreal. I never went to New York. So I didn't bring pipes. I just brought because it was cheaper to not have to bring not to have pipe. a not to have a because fucking airlines suck nowadays. So, <laughs> so I didn't bring my pipes anyway. He let me use his pipes, and then some of the people in Vermont, like Heather, let me use her pipes in in uh, Vermont when I meet, when I was there to do the hundred day. So, Dude, yeah. that's awesome, man. That- so uh, I want to pre- uh, say shout out to him because he's awesome and he let me use his pipes, and he's a huge fan of the show. And um, I don't know. And if any, if any of you hundred day challenge folks are in uh, Vegas on vacation and you need to use pipes. You can use mine, but I'd like to see you fucking play them. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good fucking. They're so luck. insanely hard. Good luck with that. <laughs> but they, but they're loud and good. I like the sound. I like the loud oh, sound. Oh yeah. Hey they fucking. Hey Jack played them like it was no big deal. No, he prefers a big sound, and that's him. He's he he always gives me shit because that was. I like, was curious too. Chandler's very quiet. I'm like that's the way I like it. <laughs> I was cur- I was very curious too because uh, when we did and we already talked about this, but when we did the game of drones thing and where there was the bit where I was doing the two man bagpipe with you, and so mm-hmm. Jack, you, we roped Jack into playing, and my pipes were the free set of pipes that he could play. Mm-hmm. So he played my pipes, and I was like, oh man, like I'm about to get a critique on some shit. Like he's gonna tell me that this is fucking up, this is fucked up, this is fucked up, this is fucked up. And he walked up to me and he's like, hey, uh, can I play these for my solo set too? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> I was like, can I take lots of pictures? Do you want to sign them? <laughs> <laughs> you need that silver pen. We have the silver uh, pen around here somewhere. You had him sign them. That would have been great. Yeah, no, but, uh, but I know, I know yeah. that Jack Lee chose my pipes to play. If only there was video evidence. But nobody, uh, probably nobody bothered to yeah, record. Nobody bothered to fucking record anything. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I think I think that's amazing that people are making new friends through traveling and doing the hundred day challenge and borrowing pipes. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Happens. All I don't the time. like to, as as we've established on the show before, I don't like to give Doogie credit for things, but it, that's a pretty good idea. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to give him credit, but the hundred day challenge is pretty dope. <laughs> um, okay, so we got an email, and this is from someone who's actually not in chat. Um, it's a short one. He sent us a meme. We'll post it on social media of Palpatine. Uh, he says, love the return to what made me, what makes me, makes me or made me, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Hashtag one of the six. It was a joyful catharsis of anger or something. Cheers, fuck sticks, Ian. Mm-hmm. That must have been from two weeks ago. I'm assuming it was post-Debstep. Yeah, when he didn't, he sent this, Megan's wasn't out yet. Well, that's because it came out today. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, this email came in today, to be honest. So, <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, we a lot of anger, and that's what the Channerant show is all about—anger, isn't it? The dark side and of the, the force. Dark side of the force. <laughs> Embracing. Feel you don't anger. know the dark side of pipe band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so I want to—I have this in here real quick. Uh, the VE Day seventy-five. Event I think is I think these things are cool and I've 
usually not paid attention because they they do one for uh world war one where it's like y'all like pipers around the world on the anniversary of the guns stopping at world war one mm-hmm. get your pipes out and play when the battle's over a dog shite tune mm-hmm. and that's usually what may or june something like yeah that? and so this one's this one's interesting this is world war two this happens in november every year but well this well next year 75 but they do it every year i know canadians and australians do it every year yeah, and so I just think it's something that's cool. I think people should do it. By the way, we've been offered to do it. By the way, guess what time in the morning we're supposed to do it? Uh, what time? Let's see if he. Let's see if Josh changes his mind. Oh, we're it's the eighth through tenth of May, twenty twenty. So the exact same time as the to- dojo oh, okay. tuning clinic. Perfect. <laughs> it's like six in the morning our time. Oh, I'm up anyway. I'm up at six. You're gonna go play your pipes somewhere all together with every piper in town. No, I just do it on my fucking porch. <laughs> that still counts. I'll tell you what. I appreciate all those World War II people, but I ain't getting fucking fuck this. I ain't doing it. I mean, I think I, I mean I can't believe they're playing fucking. Plus, they somebody wrote a tune. They're, play, called, they're playing fucking Scottish and Irish tunes. Like uh, they should just play one tune. It goes. Yeah, <laughs> but somebody wrote a tune called the VE seventy five something or other. I forget what it's called. VE seventy five something, and it's a shite tune. But I supposedly that's the one that. Uh, is it play. bad? It's really yeah, shit. Fuck. So I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, so on a dojo this week, uh, Bruce Gandy was teaching this tune, and I happened to be in that class or uh, TAing that class. And he was like, ah, "You guys really want to do this tune? This isn't. This is not that good of a tune." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's a wait, shit you're, tune." Wait, you're Bruce Gandy's TA? It was this week, just because I was filling in for some people, but um, but I was just making sure nothing. Working went your wrong. way up that totem pole, absolutely, man. brother, man. Hell yeah! Now I'm like, I'm like Bruce Gandy's bitch. You know how that's way better than last week when I was like Andrew Douglas's bitch. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but up from there. <laughs> it was great, and he was like, uh, "This is I don't know about." So this you're gonna tune. get him? You're gonna get him on the show? Oh, I think he would do it in a second. He also asked me, "He's like, when the fuck am I coming out to Vegas? <laughs> when would uh, you When would you like to come uh, out? We'd love to have you. Yeah, Bruce. <laughs> when would you like to come out, man? We'd love to have you. Oh my god, that guy's a fucking classic. But anyway, this V seventy five thing, I say don't do it. That's my that's my opinion. Unless you're at the tuning clinic, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be there and I'll be sleeping in. I'll probably be hungover at that point. I'll be hammered with some fucking <laughs> three or four. Speaking of the tuning clinic, uh, well, we're not speaking of the tuning clinic because we got an email. Well, it's a good fucking it's transition, a, dude. Just do it. No, this is how you do a segue, dum dum. The segue was already there. We just said so it. we got an email. It says you can't let people know you're gonna do a freaking ad read. You gotta organically do it. That's why our ad reads are better than everyone else's. That's why I said, speaking of the tuning clinic. Hey, no, you no, you just do. Hey, we have another email. Hey, chain rank guys. After listening to you talk about what's fair and unfair in pipe band competition, specifically with the roster, I had a rant from the solo realm that I would love to hear you weigh in on. It's something that I think is kind of bullshit, but I'm new to piping. Maybe it's just the way it's always been done. Never a good excuse. I competed for my first season in grade four this year, and in USPBA. That's the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association for our many international listeners. Uh, essentially, what? East of the Mississippi? Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, uh, no. The South and the Northeast. Okay. Not the Midwest. Uh, and you are allowed to have someone else tune your pipes for you. That's true here as well. But then the judge evaluates you on how well you tuned your pipes. This makes no sense and is frustrating because it's all about who you know. As someone completely new on the scene, it's all about who as someone completely <laughs> new on a scene, I don't know anyone, but I watched as some of my competitors' pipes were tuned by open-grade pipers and even one USPA judge. That's fucking gnarly. 
this, uh, in parentheses, open parentheses, the same judge who told me in a competition that my finger work was great, but that my tuning needed work, close parentheses, on more than one occasion. Those competitors stepped up to play their warm-up tune, didn't touch their tuning at all, played their competition piece, and then placed in the top three. Now, I don't want to discount the Pipers. They played within the rules, worked hard, and sounded great. But how can we have a level playing field in the beginner category if some people are tuned by experts and others are beginners tuning on their own? More importantly, why are they counting tuning as part of your performance if someone else can do it for you? Wouldn't a better solution, open parentheses, and one that is fair no matter what you know, close parentheses, be that everyone has to tune themselves? Isn't that something we all need to learn how to do anyway? Cheers, hashtag, one of the six who definitely prefers to be anonymous. This could turn into the topic of the week. I have lots of thoughts on this. Super easily, because I have some thoughts on this as well. <laughs> so I'm conflicted here on two two levels. So one, I, I 100% agree that the rules should be the same for everybody. However, part of my initial sort of gut reaction is this person, you know who you, well, okay. You're talking about the person <laughs> who wrote us? Yeah, the person who wrote us. You're going to be a better, pl- what is the point of, of learning the pipes in competition and all that stuff, right? My concept, I mean, competition is great, but for me, it's an, it's a way to make yourself better. It's, it gives you an incentive to work towards something. That's the way I look at it. It's a journey. Some people might disagree. They, they it's actually a journey believe inward. In, they might believe in the competition aspect of it. I think at the lower levels, that's not the case at the higher levels. That is the case, but at the lower levels is essentially a motivation to improve yourself. So those of you who actually take the time to learn to tune, uh, i.e. Joe, Joe Brady method, like right from scratch, like we're teaching you to fucking tune yourself because you're going to be a better player in the long term for this. There's a lot of people taking the shortcuts that can't tune until they're in fucking, I, there's some people that can't tune themselves in grade two. Oh yeah. And they, they, they hire or they have a, a teacher or one of the, the time major. Here. Yeah. I see it all the time. here. Like, which, which blows like my fucking take mind. Take pride in your ability to learn to do that. And if, if maybe you're off from the other guy, like, okay, so you didn't get a medal that day, but really, I mean, you're in fucking goddamn New Hampshire. Like who gives a fuck? This is you're one not of the in things. Edinburgh. You're not in Glasgow. Like it's not that big a deal. Like, Take pride in the learning process. Get better at it yourself. Play against yourself every time, and that's all that matters, in my opinion. However, I get the frustration because it's bullshit. The association rules are nonsense, as we've discovered, in, as we know in bands. And but make the rules the same. I get that. But in the end, really, what is this about? Like, you just want to be a better player day to day. Uh, compete against yourself, not the other guys. Because any given day, like some kid fucking set 16 years old who's got brilliant fingers is going to blow you out of the water anyway because he's just working his way through the fucking grades. And, yeah, you know and he I mean? doesn't have a job and he's not getting laid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Once once they discover pussy, it's over, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. They're, so, anyway. Once they discover pussy, they're not going to be that good until they're in their late 20s, yeah. early 30s. Yeah, until they, don't, until they get married and they're like, fuck, I got nothing yeah. else to do. Like, this is boring. But anyway... I get your frustration person who I know who you are and you know who I am. <laughs> but in the end, like work, be, take pride in the fact that you can do it yourself. In in my opinion, like I, I teach a lot of my students to tune themselves early. Like I would say that's one of the things so that important. one like, of the things that we do well in, in our, in the band that shall not be named. And it's, this is mostly because of you and because of, dojo my my dojo philosophy shit and yeah yeah. uh is too to be fair but is is a focus on uh tone Mm -hmm. and and being in charge of your own instrument 
Absolutely. 100%. Which I think a lot of bands that succeed in the long run, maybe not in the short term, but that succeed in the long run, take ownership and control of their own instrument individually at the player level. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, like, I don't care if you're the best pipe major in the history of time. If you have 10 asshats that haven't pulled it out of the fucking box in two weeks and everything's loose and the reeds are all fucked and they just don't, they just pick it up and play it anyway because they're in a service band. Like, if you have that, you could be Stuart fucking little. You're not going to get those guys playing at a tone level that is good. The hardest thing and the longest thing, in my opinion, to learn when it comes to the pipe is to develop your ear. It takes so much longer to develop your ear than it takes to develop your arm, your fingers, your lungs, your mouth, any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's so minute, the details there. And I can say from my experience, when I was coming up through the pipe band system in the early 2000s, when everyone was still doing it wrong, mm-hmm. uh, that was never a concern. Like when you're new, you just show up and play. You're not, you're not told what people are doing when they're adjusting your instrument. You're not told the tone that you're going for, the way it should mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. You're just supposed to stand there quietly while someone else does it for you, mm-hmm. which is so not, many bands. Which do is this. not a good way to do it. Huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, huge it's a mistake. huge mistake. Like in the Teach short your term, people the tune. In the short term, <laughs> maybe it'll get you somewhere, but in the long term, uh, especially when it comes to play, like a player who can. I mean, we found this in our band. We're even very new players. People have only been playing for a year. Mm-hmm are required to rough tune themselves. Yeah, like you have to walk into the circle pretty dang close. Pretty fucking close. Like reasonably close. And it's cut mm-hmm. our tuning time. I mean, I remember I remember in the old days, practices used to be two hours of tuning followed three by hours. 30, 30 minutes of playing we and then you were done. for three hours, we'd tune for two. Yeah. And maybe like, we'd get was, through a half an hour. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> but and what, by, the time you're actually, by the time you're actually playing music, you're fucking exhausted from tuning for two hours. Right, exactly correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's... On a scale of one to ten, I'm just curious. How what, how would you grade my ability to tune a band? It'd be 100. Uh, percent I'm not so up. so. What's a, what's an example of a ten? To give me give me context. Well, okay, so blowing's a factor, but like you know, inverary to fucking like who's service like, band, like zero who's, service band. Who's the, who's the person that you think has the best uh, tone of anybody in the history of time when it comes to tuning? Tuning them themselves. Tuning the band. <sighs> We've never really because it's usually usually it's usually not the pipe major that's tuning the band and high level shit. They usually have a person who's have a tuning. Person, well, yeah. they have a person tuning drones, but yeah. the pipe major or no, I would say I would say it's one of your. I would say it's one of your. No, I'd say it's one of your strong suits. I'd put you. I'd put you in the upper upper percentile. Give me give me a number one to ten. Uh, one to ten, I put you. At a Service seven. band is zero. Inverary is. I put you at, at a hot seven. Okay, that reasonable. So when I tune myself, I think I get pretty dang close. I'm, I think I'm a reasonable seven, right? And then like one time, like I'll be at a solo thing and Shane is a comment behind me. Hey, let me just tweak you up a little bit. And I go from fucking seven to like nine and a half because, and it's like, he barely touches it, yeah. but his, he's so good at it's it. It's all about the ear. Or whoever man. it is, is so good at it. Right. And it's all levels of how good you are at it and how much time you put into it. And, uh, the range that you can hear, if you will, the, the increments of in tune that you can hear. Like, like I would put myself, I'd put myself at like a five band wise. Solo wise, I can tune myself pretty well, but it's subjective. I tune myself to myself mm-hmm. fairly well. Sure, sure, sure. But like, and the only reason I would say that I'm getting better at it is because like I've over, the, especially over this past year, because I've had to do more like pipe 
leadership type things instead of just being able to show up and play mm-hmm. where it's like last practice I was at, I was so excited because I mostly worked with everyone individually. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck with this. 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 And then we all struck up and it was close. Like, <laughs> I mean, there was a couple notes that were mm-hmm. off, but, and that wasn't even with everyone playing together. Cause I didn't want everyone to be blown out. So I did a lot of work where it's like, okay, you play kind of got a lock to my head where I want us to be. And then I just kind of, mm-hmm. here's what I think. And if I'm wrong, guess what? You can fucking change it. Like, <laughs> Chances are I'm going to come and change it. Anyway. Like, 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 like better or worse, right? Like that's if you, all it is. It's if you change it and it's, and it's better, leave it. If you change it and it's worse, uh, change it again. Go the other day. Yeah. yeah like 50, 50, but the trick, the key is make quick decisions and just do it. You got to make quick decisions. You got to just do it. And you got to be okay with being wrong. Mm-hmm. And you need to have mm-hmm. listened to enough music. I think that's a thing. You need to have listened to enough pipes to good know. Pipes. Good pipes. To, yeah, good pipes. To know where the tiny little details are. Absolutely. And there's details between people. Like, you are, correct me if I'm mistaken, but you're of the school of, you want you like a slightly flatter high A so that it hits instead of just blending immediately into the drones. It depends on the situation, but yes, I can and, see why you would say that. And for me, I have a different mentality because my fucking chanter is so goddamn loud. <laughs> I can tune my high A to the exact pitch of my drones, and that's my happy place. It will never disappear into them because they're never going to be as loud as the two by four I'm playing for a read. <laughs> I can see why you'd say that. That's interesting, but okay, yes. Um, but generally speaking, a flat high A is super cool if you can do it well, but if you can't do it well, it sounds like hell. Uh, but generally, my preference is a sweeter sound. So like that perfect high A of or perfect octave. Kinda, but we don't do that because the way our channels are set up, I shoot for the slightly flatter high A. But that's not my preference. But I see yeah. why you would say that. But <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, tuning is, well, there's always the, well, as Joe Brady likes to say, uh, tone is, fuck, what does he say? Tone is... A, Tone is personal. That's what he says. (laughs) Meaning like you can make choices. The process is important to learn how to do it correctly. There's a process that makes it simple, but then you can make choices once you're assuming you're blowing well and and you can create a good sound out of your read. See, this is why I would argue this point. This is why I'd argue the idea that tone is personal. I think that pitch can be personal. I think depends on the note. I think that you can make stylistic choices based on what you prefer. Yeah, sure. For me, the concept of tone is, when it's applied to the bagpipe, it is a combination of a well-maintained instrument, mm-hmm. true, an appropriate amount of air pressure, definitely, and and actually, in my opinion, accurate placement of your fingers, accurate scale navigation. Like a tone, a tone to me, the definition of a tone to me, and I could be way off on this, mm-hmm. is like just the correct execution of a sound. Without any stylistic differences. What do they call that in guitar? There's a word for it. I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head. The, um, intonation. Yeah, intonation. Right? Which is essentially what we're talking about here. So, Like an A is an A is an A is an A. Right, but there's different quality of sounds, timbre of sounds of low A versus high A versus whatever. True. Based on what? Uh, you talking about in the pipes? You're talking Ma- about... Yeah, pipes. Maintenance, like essentially you're the setup. Yep. Blowing. Blowing, like... Are you blowing the reed to the pressure that it wants to sound its best at, which is what? Which is just underneath too much. 
It's exactly correct. Yeah. So we're basically <laughs> there, right? Yeah. Like just underneath too much. Too pressure. much, right. I mean, it's like you could debate that you gotta, a little you bit. Gotta, you got to just go, <laughs> and then you got to come and just, just You're just down. below that, essentially. Because that's when you're getting the most, I mean, and that's the same in a lot of woodwind instruments as well. Like that's how you get correct pitch out of a wood reed. Yeah. You, you take a clarinetist that's blowing slightly flat and it sounds like Sounds hell. like garbage. Yeah. Any, and, it, and it's any. even, I would say it's even more pronounced than something like a bagpipe because something like a bagpipe, there's so much pressure required to get everything to work that you kind of have a baseline. It's inherently you have a base, decent. You have a baseline of air pressure that will make the instrument either go or not go. I will play you some dojo students, tunes of the week that will challenge that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, like I would say back, back, backtracking. My idea of tone is it's a combination of a lot of things and it's not, it's not subjective. Tone is objective to me. Like a sine wave is objective. Uh, I can see why you'd say that. I can say, I I can say a 440 a is a 440 a always, but that's, that's a tone, but that's not true. So think of that high a low a is you're a hundred percent. I think you're a hundred percent correct. Low a has to be exactly what it's supposed to be. High a has, you have a choice. So the Roddy well, McLeod I, I wouldn't use it as tone. I would use it. That's, that's, that's a creative, that's it's a creative part, preference. It's, it's part of your sound quality overall. So Roddy McLeod's high A is absolutely legendary when he plays P-Brock. Everybody says, compares everybody to like, did you get the Roddy McLeod high A? His choice is to play it flat, but it's it's brilliant when you fucking hear it. It's the amazing. The way he does it is what makes it. It's, oh, it's it's unbelievable the way he does it. I don't know how he does it. And nobody else has that can really do it like he does it. But there's other people that would play like what I would call a sweeter high A, like a more perfect octave of a high A. And that's equally good. I mean, it's still pretty good, but it just doesn't like hit you in the fucking gut like his does. So Yeah, the problem I always have with the the flatter high A versus your drones, which are set to your low A, mm-hmm. is just it, it creates enough dissonance it does. without creating harmony, right? Like you're not close enough to the thing to be accurate. You're not far enough away to be considered complimentary. Well, it's like one it's it's like one of those like super musician things. It's like I'm so good that I'm going to create dissonance on purpose just because I can. And I'm that That's what good. that's what low G's are for. <laughs> that's the entire purpose of my favorite note on the bagpipe, the, <laughs> the low, low G. G. Oh, it's low G is amazing. <laughs> the reason the low G is my favorite note is because the low G is the only note that actually creates dissonance between it and your drones. Not if it's tuned right, it doesn't. Like, like, like. I mean, a, in our case, yes. <laughs> like a low G, a low G hits, and it's a different note that's not far enough away to be complementary to the A which your drones are supposed to be tuned to. That's why it's the meatiest, sexiest note. That's why it's using every fucking embellishment. Your high G is just too thin. I mean, technically, it's not creating a chord pattern there, but it's still. It's just still close enough to where it sounds good. Like the low G, wonk. Low G is cool because it's fucking low. <laughs> the low G is the metalest note it's, of it's, the entire scale. It's, it's the bootiest. It's the bootiest note on the scale, dude. Like a like a like a. Is there any sexier? A chunky a chunky ass low G is the best fucking thing. Dude. Is there anything sexier than the low G in Castle Dangerous? Oh. If it, if it's tuned correctly, if it's if it hits, amazing. If it all hits together. So By the way, uh, I saw you pulled that out in the uh, auditions, not this week, but the week before. I did, yeah. Little Just because I was bored to shit at Little Cassie, <laughs> Castle Dangy, a little lock inside, man. Absolutely. We should bring those back. It's a great I tunes. love that set. Great, great set. Great key change. Yeah, phenomenal lock inside, set. Great set. Good uh, seconds, no, it wasn't too. lock inside. It was, uh, it was, it was a lock it inside. It was lock inside. I thought. That's no. eh, okay. Magris Fontaine. Oh, Magris Fontaine. 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 Also a great tune. Yes, great tune. <laughs> 
Anyway, we're we're so, actually talking about bagpipes. We're so far down yeah, the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're, we're talking, talking about, about tuning and like. <laughs> Here's okay. So you kind of presented your point, and we went way on this. Fucking I don't even tangent. know what the original topic. Or, we're talking about the the soloists getting tuned by other people, oh, right. and we talked about how you know we try to instill you should be able to fucking tune yourself. You should. Here's here's the way that I look at this. These people are both uh, advantaged and disadvantaged, and they're and honestly, I would just say make a rule, tune your fucking self, always, because then it's up to your instructor or your pipe major to teach you how to do it instead of up to them to charge you 40 bucks to be there on the day and do it for you, which is just scummy. Most people don't, though. I've never charged anybody to tune on it's one Like, of those I'm things, there anyway. I don't give a fuck. It's one of those things me. where it's like, uh, I would say if someone's your instructor, but then again, like, I help people tune, but I don't consider myself to be a ringer when it comes to tuning. I just help people get closer. You know what I mean? I, here, here's how I look at it. Even if there's no rule made, saying you have to tune yourself so that we have an accurate representation of your piping ability, which I think wouldn't be a terrible idea. Those people who are completely relying on their instructor or their pipe major to tune them before they go into a a solo competition Mm -hmm. are shooting themselves in the foot. And here's, here's why I think that is the case. I mean, over the long term, it's obvious. Over the long term, the obvious case is you're not learning how to do an essential part of piping. If you get hired for a solo gig, your instructor's not going to be there to fucking tune you. Never. And then you're going to sound like hell. And you're going to sound like hell. But on the, the other thing I would say is, what if something goes wrong? So if my instructor is there and they tune me for my solo contests uh, 10 minutes beforehand and I sound great, and I walk on, and for some reason, one of my drones is way out when I'm warming up, or one of my notes is way out. They shouldn't be allowed to walk in and help you, one, which I don't think they I, are. They, I, I don't know. It's not in the rules, but nobody's. I've I don't, never I've seen, never seen that. Nobody would ever take that chance. So in that occasion, if something is going catastrophically wrong, and you, you have been consistently relying on someone else to be the manager of your tuning and your tone you're going to fucking panic, especially considering you're in a solo well, situation. To be fair, it's only tuning at this point. Tone is purely your, well, yeah, your practice. So I, I would just say it's like at this point, it's like, okay, my hemp's loose and something slid. And I go to strike up to do my warm up, and I have a drone way off. If you're not, if you're used to someone else fixing that for you, in a high pressure situation like competition or performance, you're going to fucking choke, dude. And you're not going to fix it correctly, or you're not going to give yourself enough time to fix it. One of the things I don't think most soloists realize is that you have a lot of tuning time in the U.S. as a soloist. You have like three minutes you can fuck around and tune. I don't know if it's even rules. It might be, but it's a long time. It's in the it's in the wisp of the rules. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about. This is a use of a case, but yeah. but yeah, like you have a lot of time to tune. Here here's the thing. You came all that way. Take every fucking minute of your time. Be comfy. Stand in a shady spot. Make sure your fucking pipes sound good. Like, do not feel beholden to the judge's time because the judge is being paid to be there. Yeah, they're there to basically help you. Yeah. It's not so, like, way, just right? take your time. Take the time you're allotted. However, they, Motley not, Crew, they very rarely think of that. Think if, that if Motley Crue gets a 30-minute <laughs> set, they're not going to fucking play five and say, well, I want to make sure the other guys have enough time to come on and get ready. <laughs> like, no, you fucking play all 30 minutes. <laughs> but, no, I would say that... Uh, in the short run, it could potentially get someone to take the prize because they to they got tuned by a pro and um definitely and you oh, didn't see it. But at sure. the end of the day, and, and I do think there could be there could be potentially some rules and ramifications. But at the end of the day, 
in the long term, over five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, they're shooting themselves in the foot by relying on someone else to be the manager of their instrument. Yeah, it's going to take them longer to get to the end point, which is really what we want, is growth as musicians. And, and, you know, not people, I think, put way too much focus on the winning part as opposed to the growth part. Well, you, you, I was going to go into this, but you kind of mentioned it. I think it was too offhand for the audience to carry. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you're competing against yourself. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if your mentality is you're competing against yourself, you'll always get better. Yeah, you hope. I mean, essentially you want to have a better performance than you did the last games you were at. Did you practice enough or put yeah. enough time into always, always better? play better than last time. Yeah. And in the end, like you're going to end up where you are. Like so many people get so hung up of what grade I'm in and the ego of like, I'm in grade four, I'm in grade three, I'm a grade two player, whatever it is. I mean, do it for yourself, man. Yeah. Like don't. Well, it also comes do down the to the idea of, The medals are fucking nonsense. Yeah. The medals cost five cents. <laughs> the if rules you want are bullshit. One. It's nonsense. Just be a <laughs> medal. Cost five cents. If you want a fucking medal, then I'll I'll ship you. I'll one. ship you. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll we put gotta, it. We'll put it on the Chanarant store. <laughs> we'll you can Chanarant order your medal. own order your own medals. <laughs> if you thought you should have win, but someone else cheated. Yeah, man. Like, do it for like ma- moving somebody. Like, play music because you want to fucking make somebody cry. You want to like, yeah, like make, I think move somebody. I think That's the point. I think the point it. of the professional tuners. I mean, there should be something on the books. It doesn't have to be restricting yes or no, but there should just be something to address it in my mind. Question. This is related, but side. Has any bagpiper, you ever been in a room when somebody's playing and it made you emotional, teared up, any anything of that nature? Me, every time I play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, not saying give you a hard on. Well, so that's good. emotional, I suppose. It's an emotion. It's one of my two. Hard on, and what's the other one? Hungry. <laughs> Horny and hungry. That's Josh's a, a range of emotion. Um, but I'm... Uh, <laughs> nah, that's not true. Apparently angry. So three. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this. I have absolutely been in the room when somebody's playing who's absolutely brilliant and it moved me emotionally. Made me like tear up and think about things. Not not just not just like a rock band or whatever that I really yeah. appreciate, but actual pipers have definitely done that. Like this guy is so amazing. The tone, the sound they're creating is so amazing. That feeling you get in your arms when your hair stands up, or the, yeah, whatever, like I, I don't like think it's like, like you're right on the edge. I don't, sure. I don't know that I've had that from like watching a performance. Uh, it's never happened from a recording, but in the room when the molecules of fucking like for sound me, for me, ear. for me, when I'm in that situation, when it comes to pipes, I'm so focused on like all the little details of like listening to wait. Is that is that drone like blaring less than mine? Is it is it open more? How what is he doing with his hands? Is he like tense? Is he doing this? Like I just get super analytical in those moments. At the, at a pro level? Yeah, like, when I'm when I'm watching not, when I'm watching someone play, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at I'm not I'm not like having an emotional connection to the player mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. as like watching it and trying to absorb it and learn. Especially if it's someone who's like you know, miles better than me. I want to try to absorb as much as much from that as I possibly can. Maybe I have had it in instances where I played, but not because of the amazing tonal quality. <laughs> of course, this is where Josh. Of course, he, he no, no, wanted no. to cry because of how he played. No, no, no. <laughs> no it, it, trust I me, wanted to comes, cry listening to you play sometimes too. <laughs> this, this comes. This comes full circle. Uh, 
what I find the thing the thing that will trigger me emotionally when it comes to pipes is never the quality of the player so much as the context of the playing. So like I've had times where like I play gigs that reminded me of people you know or people or situations that were emotionally significant why why did you hand me your sock uh because it's my sock i just i don't know i just wanted to hand you my sock (laughs) don't stick it in the fucking (laughs) (laughs) but like like you know i i guess it takes i guess for me it's more about story than the sound about like why okay. why why is this emotionally affecting me and it's probably not because like holy shit that just sounds amazing when something just sounds amazing i'm like holy fucking shit that sounds great it's not like i'm tearing up with how great it sounds uh that's fair i mean you're I, I could i could tear up if it's like this reminds me of this situation that is more emotionally impactful than just watching this dude fucking play amazingly that's interesting because i've maybe it's your youth i don't know but well i also have to keep in mind you're a big giant pussy so uh, we got, we I'm, got that to contend with. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> there's no doubt. But I, I can tell you, I remember specifically. I mean, there's a couple different times this has happened to me, but like definitely Robert Watt listening to him play live in the same room. When somebody can produce yeah, that unbelievable level of sound quality, and it, it, it I don't even remember what he was playing. I, it could have been a fucking P-Brock for all I know. But, and the P-Brock itself wouldn't have made me emotional, but like it's like, this is a person who has such amazing control of their instrument. And like, I'm sure there's people out there that like Eric Clapton does that for them or fucking Les Claypool. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not Les Claypool. Not Cla- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like fucking hell, man. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think if anybody at our concert ever has done that, but I, we're always so busy. It's, it's hard to like pay attention. I mean, Box and fiddle. Those guys are amazing. <laughs> those they, guys, they, they tug on the heartstrings. That gives me, no, he Box and fiddle gives me a heart on, but. Well, I mean, um, it gives it gives everyone the heart. That's why we had to fucking put towels underneath the front row seats. <laughs> it was like a Gallagher yeah, fucking just show. Sploosh. <laughs> we're we're uh, <laughs> we're breaking watermelons and crushing puss. Never, never have I seen more uh, geriatrics fucking squirt than when Bollocks and Phil performs at the <laughs> Celtic Thanksgiving concert. Oh man, dude! I tell you what, though. Uh, what's, what's the opposite of a lemon party? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lemon party so much as a tango masquerade. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, music is an amazing thing, and I uh, I can, I don't know why, how we got down this road, but... I, no, it's, a, no, but it's interesting. It's, well, I mean, because well, we were talking about tuning. Yeah, I don't know. Tuning we're is talking not about, that sexy, but... Well, we're talking about tuning. Tone and, is amazing. Yeah, we're talking about tuning and how, like, a, a good tuning can not only increase your score if you're a solo competitor or a band competitor but uh it can make your pipe major's life a hell of a lot easier if you fucking know how to do it that would be great it can make every i mean would you attest that you would love it if every single person in your band as a pipe major knew how to tune themselves pretty well that'd be fucking amazing they don't have to be they don't have to be fucking andrew douglas but they can they can (laughs) get it close enough if you can dude remember like I don't know, a year or two ago, like we went through this whole process of like making sure, like walk into the fucking circle close to, go take, go blow yeah. your drones for 60 seconds, put your chanter in, um, play Here's a little bit, steps. play for five minutes, yeah. tune your drones, come into the circle reasonably close. Like for like two weeks it happened and then like people would just come in with fucking bass drones through the roof, like more, just fucking sound, like what are you guys doing? Just service banding it. Like tune yourselves yeah do you want to listen to this nobody wants to listen to this like it makes your pipe major's life easier 
if you play, if you ever play for friends and family and there's not someone there to tune you, you don't sound like dog ass while they have their cell phones out. Right. If you ever book solo gigs, you don't sound like dog ass because you can't have your pipe major come tune you. Guess what? As a bagpiper, what's the, what do we a hundred percent know? You are never practicing by yourself. Nope. You are always you're performing. always being you're always being recorded by always someone being heard somewhere. by somebody because it's so goddamn loud. There's no there's no one jamming in your room on your acoustic guitar by yourself. It no. just does not happen. Or or with the earbuds in, <laughs> where no one can hear you but you. And so yeah, like tuning is incredibly important. That's why I want to talk to you about the Dojo Tuning Clinic. Wow. There's a Dojo cl- Tuning Clinic. When is that, Josh? <laughs> so. Uh, all bullshit aside, <laughs> as anybody who listens to the show a lot knows, uh, we're fans of the Piper's Dojo and not just because you work for them actually all the time. And I occasionally work for them on right. freelance, but only on projects that I think are cool because, because I'm a stubborn bitch creative that way. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, the Piper's Dojo, we've talked about a lot on the show. Uh, as much as I hate to give Andrew Douglas credit, he's come up with some, a pretty amazing library of resources for people who I have actually been using a bunch of the Pbrock stuff lately. Have you? Yeah. So I, I don't know how much I've, I've talked about this briefly on the show. You before. mentioned it last time, but I thought you were. Totally no, no, no. I'm actually doing it. I'm actually going through to, to learn a fucking Pbrock cause I'm, cause I'm planning on solo competing next year and I want to have a Pbrock so I can at least get aggregate points, mm-hmm. which Pbrock is weighted way more than all the light music and aggregate points, which I did not know. Interesting fact. I learned when I read all of the Wispa bylaws last week, <laughs> hugely important. And rules and regulations. But, uh, yeah, like, so I've been doing the P-Brock thing. Um, it's a good fucking resource. And we've been talking about tuning, and it's fortuitous because they're doing a tuning clinic in May through the Piper's Dojo. Are you actually going to be there for this one? or I am. You're going to be there? I'm working. You're just going to, what, check people in and hand them their name tag because you don't know <laughs> shit about tuning. So what are you going to do the entire time? I know time? the process. I have much experience in the Dojo tuning clinic process. But uh, if you are in the area uh, of Troy, New York, which I guess is just if you're in the New York area. Upstate New York. Yeah, upstate New York area. Capital district, as we call it. What would, what would be like the, if I was an hour away from Troy, New York, how far would I drive? Like where, like where could I live that would be an hour away? Like a major place that you would have heard of? Like a different state? Like, <laughs> Well, you could be in Massachusetts, eastern Massachusetts. You could be in Saratoga, New York. You could be in... Uh, Not, I don't know. <laughs> or you could be it's in the good, or hours. you could be in the Atlantic Ocean, but <laughs> <laughs> not quite. You if could you be in the Mohawk if, River, if you live in the Atlantic Ocean on Atlantis and you play pipes and your tuning is dog shit, you should check out the Dojo Tuning Clinic. You absolutely should. The Dojo Tuning Clinic will rescue your bagpipe sound. This goes from May first to May third of twenty twenty, assuming that the Earth isn't burned to bits by then. Yeah, Trump notwithstanding. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows at this point? Um, but yeah, you don't have to be that guy who loves bagpipes, but can't figure out how to make them sound good. You can make May 3rd, the last day you ever worry about tuning your pipes by attending the world's only, that cannot be true. Tuning centric bagpipe workshop. Yep. Tuning is a process. People don't, don't fall for the scam that like you have to have a good ear to tune. It's not the case. Well, you do have to have a good ear, but you can, you train your ear by tuning. You don't you can have, have a shit be, ear. You, you can have a shit <laughs> ear and still hit the meters. But you'll never have a good ear if you don't start learning to tune. Uh, we still don't believe in that. It's not about having a good ear. It's about following a process. It's Can you determine if it's better or worse? I know you don't. I know that that's the, the that's collective the you uh, that who's running this <laughs> clinic 
thinks that. I'm, dis- I'm trying to. I'm disagreeing to prove to our audience that we're still legit and not owned by the man. <laughs> All I'm saying is. You don't have to have a good ear. You just have to follow a process. And learning that process is all about the Well, tuning that's clinic. actually incorrect. What you do need to do is go to the Dojo Tuning Clinic in May, and mm-hmm. you can get a discount by using our link, chainerant.com slash serviceband. Now... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's really our link? Yeah. So <laughs> that was... I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to call out any particular folk in the New York area sure? who may need some help tuning... It doesn't have to be from New York. You can come from Vermont. You can come from Massachusetts. The middle of the Atlantic. You can come from Oklahoma. Listen, Bear Boy Brad, buddy. You can come Uh, from Oklahoma. But if you want to go to the Dojo Tuning Clinic, May 1st through 3rd, 2020, you can get a sweet, sweet discount by being a Chain Rant listener using the code. And this is completely randomly generated by a machine. I didn't come up with this, I promise. (laughs) Channerant.com slash service band. Again, Channerant.com slash service band. If you would like to learn how to fucking tune. <laughs> it's so crazy that it just randomly came up with that. Being I know. The URL. Can you imagine? Uh, Google has an amazing, <laughs> it's an amazing algorithm. algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it somehow, somehow figured out how to perfectly place these advertisements for a certain fucking audience. I think it's about time for that uh, break where we talk to the uh, live stream. Plus, I have to yeah, kiss. yeah, yeah. So uh, let's we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna do. I keep saying we're doing ad read for the patrons. That has actually made it in any of the episodes. Never, never ever, never done, done it. it in, like, do you cut me? Do you cut out me saying it, or are you just leaving it in because it's funny? I sometimes I just leave it in because it's funny. <laughs> just fucking damn it. The things we never do. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do a quick ad read. Say hi to our patrons, <laughs> and we'll talk to y'all in just a couple minutes. Non-paying audience, bye. Oh, this, this episode of the Chanterant Podcast, brought to you by the Chanterant Store. Buy all your great Chanterant gear and t-shirts and even tape tops for the ladies. It's a hot one out there, this world pipe band competition, so don't forget to head to chanterant.com and buy yours today. <laughs> and we are back. Thank you to everyone who... Uh, I'm going to do that again, even though I know you're not going to edit it out. Yeah, we're going to love it. <laughs> and we are back. Thank you to everyone who was uh, one of our patrons who stuck around during the live stream to chat with us while uh, Fusco sprained his ankle and ate jumpies, which <laughs> was hilarious. You're legitimately eating jumpies, and I'm pretty sure you legitimately sprained no, your ankle. I was not fucking around. I really hurt myself. <laughs> Just trying to get up and go take a piss. That's all I was trying to do. Uh, we do not pay workers' comp here at Chanarant <laughs> Incorporated, so you're on your own, mate. Sorry, that's what uh, Patreon, sweet, sweet Patreon money is for. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not for medical bills. It is for the herpes, thanks to trips due to Channerant. Is that what that monthly bill is for? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought you got a Pornhub premium account. Well, there's that. Which Eric, <laughs> why, Eric House is going to be the first. Why not both? <laughs> um, okay. So uh, now that we're back, let's get into some classics. Uh, I hear we have a fail, a win, and a try of the week. We do. We have all three this week. And do I get to know what order they're going to be in? I was figuring try because it's the newest segment. Do the try we have. first, okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm okay. So it's a couple couple minutes. I th- I think we should hear the whole thing out because it takes a while to get going, and once you realize what it is, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Let's let's re- people people can always fast forward like they do through Rad Rab's ads. That's a yeah, good point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's read the email. And there. there's a fucking Facebook <laughs> there, message. There, there's a yeah. We're gonna get all kinds of messages. So I want to read the email that he sent us with this as well. So he says this, 
Um, it's anonymous. So he says, this is me mucking about with the Blair Channer for the first time. Plugged it into GarageBand, expecting to get pipes through, but no, doesn't work like that. But you can play all the GarageBand instruments. I found the rock guitar, so what else was I going to try? Oh. Then fucked about with synth and drums, just experimenting, but definitely wouldn't put my name on it. I'd, I'm keen to hear if anyone had managed a decent bagpipe sound that could be used with MIDI input. And he MIDI asked input us, on, on GarageBand? Yeah. And he asked me if I knew how. I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue. No, but man. Hey, uh, it's audience. Weird. It's weird. I, I would say you probably don't want to plug it in via MIDI. You want to use whatever your normal audio output is because the Blair Chanter has bagpipe tones assigned to it when Correct. you're just playing it and listening to it. It's got to so, be a MIDI, though. No, it's got to have its own MIDI sound. I don't think it does. But maybe um, GarageBand doesn't let you do it. I, yeah, I, I know nothing I'd about GarageBand. I'd say it's proprietary. I would just literally run it to a board and headphones mm-hmm. and then run one of the outputs into your computer. Like like we would plug maybe. one in. We would plug one in just like we do any of this stuff because then you're getting the tone that is the player pre-programmed mm-hmm. tone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's listen to it and see what happens here. Oh, sorry. I muted my computer. <laughs> So he's doing the guitar part on a channer. It's all on an electric channer. Yeah. Which is it's quite good. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It was, you couldn't, you couldn't I, actually you couldn't actually do that with the doubling that? sounds on the guitar. When I first heard it, I thought he was this was guitar. I didn't I thought somebody was just interpreting it. So this is pretty cool. I'm digging it so far. Other than the sounds are cheesy, but you know, that's garage band. Typical Thunderstruck so far, but he does... At first, I, that's why I thought it was just somebody playing guitar. But you'll hear why where it changes here. Did you hear the backing tone is also the chanter doing a bass or something? Like old doom music. So this is the actual pipe part of the Thunderstruck version. This... This is not traditional Thunderstruck. Do you think he uh, sped it up in post? Knowing this guy, I doubt it. But it doesn't sound like much. Know. It sounds like maybe 15%. Could be. If you saw this guy, you would never think like this is his style. Like he's just fucking freeforming at this point. This is yeah, not the traditional he's completely freestyling. This is not the Gordon Duncan version. Exactly. You hear that backing tone? Yeah. Oh, like that low sound? That's that's like that. Doing, it's doing notes. Yeah, it's doing notes on the same so? thing. Maybe like a You're bass right. or something. Yeah. So 
What do we think? Of of Thunder Piss? Yeah, Thunder Piss. He calls it Thunder Piss. Yeah, I I dig it. I dig Thunder Piss, man. It's it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm just always glad when someone tries something. It's it's different. And it's not, and, when and it's the guy can who, actually play. Yeah, when it's, when it's someone who, when it's someone who is like technically good and not just like riding a fucking unicycle, like I appreciate. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate that level of innovation more than I appreciate gags. Like gags in your mouth? Like. like oh gag, no, I like gags, gags in my mouth. No, more, more about like gags. Like, oh, like I play bagpipes, not very well, but I do it in a chicken suit. Like that kind of shit, you know, like. Yeah, like sideshow. Yeah, sideshow yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, that. nah. <laughs> Somebody says reminds me of some classic Sega music. That it kind of has that. I can see that. I can see that in the new Sonic movie. <laughs> Thunder piss. Sonic the Hedgehog. Thunder piss. <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, hero theme. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so anyway, that's our try of the week. Um, and we got a, we got a, what a win, uh, fail. We got a fail. This is fucking unbelievable. This is why the winds always last. It's got to wash. Yeah. Wash the taste out. So. Like after an entire evening slurping your own jism off a bathroom floor, you need to wash the taste out with a pipe band win. The link will be in the show notes. This is unbelievable. Like this looks like it's maybe them practicing for a tattoo. It's in a big arena of some sort. And I cannot believe this is for real. Like, hold on. We got to hear this. Sounds like two different tunes. Who approved this? Dude, they, they tape. It sounds like they tape down notes no, to naturals. I, I swear to God, they're trying to do flat Fs and flat Cs for sure. They're doing a they're doing a whole minor thing, but it's fucking. Well, terrible. you you shouldn't do it with that tune with your drones being in normal major and normal tuning. Absolutely. I've played this tune with my drones in B before, and it works. But this is awful. Listen. Well, they switched again. They went to normal because they stopped. They got tired of doing the. No, they're still doing it. Listen, listen, let's see. Still minor. Is this from the movie Aladdin, the remake? (laughs) I don't know what they're doing. That is fucking gnarly, dude. Here, here, here. Wash it out of your mouth with this. Oh my god. This is uh some Bundaberg, some Bundy. Bundy? 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 How do you guys say it? Bundaberg. Hold on, I'm gonna see if they go into another tune if they stick with the minor thing. Because they must have taped their notes down to get it to work. Yeah, nope, they stuck with it. So yeah. they stuck with the minor tuning, and it's fucking terrible. Don't ever do this again, people. Yeah, that Whoever was gnarly. Um, I get it's interesting because they're at, they're definitely trying to do that. Yeah, no, it's and an it's, it's an intentional it's an intentional move. And it's the, terrible. The question is like, do they think that playing that horribly out of tune creates a weird sound barrier that a predator drone can't like <laughs> penetrate, or like what's going on like, there? Angus McKinnon is a pretty cool tune. Like, don't fuck it up. I don't know. Like, just play it normal, man. Like, I almost won with that like, tune. Once. And if you look at like the backdrop to what they're playing, it there's like a fake castle in the background, and like it's definitely in like a like a, it's like a green what do you school? call it? Um, 
Oh, fuck me running. It looks like a... Where is this at? Who, who is this? It's this banner here. I think this is them. But they're definitely trying to do that. It's not like it's an accident. They're like trying it. it and they're failing miserably. Yeah, it's what the awful fuck? Choice. Awful choice. Don't ever do it again. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get tons of shit if we name them. But <laughs> you're going to see it in the show notes anyway. There's a, there's a, dog, pound, there's a dog pound pipe in. Please stop doing this, whatever you're doing. And if somebody approved this for a, um, it looks like a, um, like a, um, looks like a tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Who approved it? Fire this? your music director. Fire him immediately. And if it was uh, Andrew Carlisle, I've got nothing to say. I don't know. Fire him. <laughs> <laughs> I've fired smaller names than right, that we, on air before. We need to, we need to like make this better. <laughs> yeah. So we need, we need, we need to rinse this taste out of our mouth starting. Oh, with, should I start with you this? You should rinse. Before? You should rinse with that first. All right. I'm a little nervous. So this is stuff that Aussie sent us, right? Yeah. And it's rum. Have you tried this? Yes. Okay. And it's called Bundaberg UP rum. And, and it's great. It's 30%. Holy shit. It's 37% alcohol. That's not that bad. Vodka's like that's 40. Like, oh, you're right. Okay. So that's like. It's like 80 proof. Not quite 80 proof. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little. It's not cachaça. It's it's pretty mild rum. So and I know I know you're a big rum fan. Oh, oh am I ever. Really? <laughs> you sh- should not have smelled it. Just down the hatch. Not the whole thing. No, God, no! You'll fucking throw How up. How big is this? You'll throw up if you do the whole this thing. This is bigger than a shot, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll just it's like two it. shots. Pray for me, Australia. This is this is what set that koala on fire. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It creates so many horrific flavor profiles in your mouth. That was my experience as well. It's like a... <laughs> hearing, I'm hearing noises. I might uke. Just do it in the bathroom, please. Not, and don't twist your ankle again. <laughs> it's like a baby's diaper wrapped in kerosene. Yeah, it, it's, it's fucking gnar. And it this changes. It, it, it oh, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's ever changing. It's like the everlasting gobstopper of shite rum. Who makes this and why? <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> so fucking bad. I feel bad. I'll go with you on this oh, journey. You should take some of that, please, for the love of God. But I already had someone. I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. Why would she send this to us, Ozzy? You're in the fucking chant. What the fuck are you doing? Because it starts off with like a tequila flavor. This and then is it the, just and then it just starts rotating through all these horrific chemical oh compound flavors. It's like um Oh god, fucking Christ, why did I do that? It's like um I just want to can I <laughs> I just want to brush my tongue. It's essentially what I would envision Aus- Auschwitz to taste like. <laughs> but but worse. <laughs> worse. Why does everything that comes from Australia taste like shit? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Brad, do you have this at home? Like, do you have this too? Are you doing? He says he's doing this with us. You have this? Oh, she probably sent it to him she too. She sent it to him yeah, too? Yeah, because he, he got a care package oh of, as well of Tim God. Tams and Jumpies. Oh my God. Dude, try this. It is awesome. Dude, the Tim Tams survived one night. Although, after you um, suck Nick's dick, this might be a perfect... Uh, I would rather suck Nick's dick. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I would much rather suck dick than drink this ta- shit. It cannot taste worse than oh that. Oh my god, dude! Wow. Ugh. We definitely need a palate cleanser. Okay, can we get a pipe band win, please? <clears throat> and what a perfect palate cleanser than the hottest girl in pipe band, playing pretty kick ass. Oh, thank you. Oh wait, that's not me. No, oh. definitely not you. Fuck. 
This is the Cameron Drummond. This is my favorite. The Cameron McDougal. <laughs> he's pretty, but he's not this pretty. Um, so this is my favorite. I'm going to let you guess. Let's okay. see if you can figure it out. Right, I'm going to listen. I'll give you a hint. Arnold does not like her. Stuart Little. Did I get it right? Dell. <laughs> Every person that's not his weird clone family. Exactly. I have no earthly idea. Listen to those horn pipe tricks. She's the best friend of the of your future wife. Of my future wife? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck's my future wife? I'm, I'm confused. That's two for you, Joe. Listen to that. Listen to that. Fucking burls. Oh, it sounds amazing. Oops, she missed a burrow, but that's okay. She's still the love of my life. So anyway, that's... Uh, who's the... What the hell's her name? The chick from uh, Ballet Breeze that uh, you love. Tanner Drummer, not Dell. The other one. I don't have any Tanner. I'm like... Uh, John Boy? <laughs> I see it in your eye. John Boy? I love him as a friend. <laughs> this is... I don't think he plays with Ballet Breeze no more. This is the lovely... An effervescent. Is that a word? Effervescent? Effervescent. effervescent it's, a use, it's a word used to describe dissolving vitamin tabs. <laughs> so, this so, is the lovely if Beth you, if Preston. You, if, you, if you throw water on her, she, she turns to dust. <laughs> Could be that. Uh, this is the lovely Beth Preston from Northern no Ireland. fucking earthly idea who that person she is. Play, yes, you do. She, uh, I brought, this, brought her up a few months ago, and you gave me shit because she's like 19 years old. She's insanely hot and a great piper. I mean, she's a great piper, but... Hold on. Well, the, hold on. I mean, you want me to show her? Look her up on Instagram. Trust well, me. I'll, I'll review the footage and <laughs> chime in. Uh, but keep the show going. Who's Busco. her? Who's her friend? Um, what the fuck's the girl's name? I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. The tenor man. drummer from Bally Breast. The blonde. There weren't any. Yes, there was. Come on. What was her name? Fuck. Yeah, they were named. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, man. Uh, hold on. I'll look her up. <laughs> Okay, so who? Okay, so I'm gonna try to look up this person whose name I, you told me, but I oh Beth, Preston, Preston, arguably the hottest girl in pipe band. Um, oh, we're Instagram Aaron. friends. Aaron, they're best friends. Fuck. Oh, oh, Aaron. Okay. Yes. Now the realization's coming over him, washing over Josh's face. You won't admit it. <laughs> so anyway, in my opinion, one of the hottest this girls in pipe band fucking, who's amazing. This person's fucking twelve. She's 19, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> what are you on about, me? <laughs> listen, listen to her play, man. She's yeah, fucking I'll happily, great. I'll happily listen to her play. She's like, that's good, easy. Man. I can listen to her play and, and not, she be, also, not be a fucking sexual pervert. I'm, this is my MO, dude. <laughs> sexual a, pervert is my a sexual MO. pervert? 
She's 18 or plus. That doesn't count. It's all I'm, just, I'm just glad I'll have Kale to be my new host <laughs> after you get arrested, inevitably. Oh, it's coming. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, she plays for PSNI. Uh, she could probably play with a better band. But um, hey. Like any know. other band in Northern Ireland? She could probably play with... Uh, what's that? What's the other band? What's Adele's band? Uh, fucking Kloskilt. I'm sure she... Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, she probably had to drive at least 15 minutes. Because... <laughs> I know, right? The entire country, again, entire country is a fucking postage stamp. It's really small, but anyway, I I've been looking for a reason to um, post Beth in a positive light, other than that she's a good-looking chick. <laughs> Joe, Joe just made an incredibly Joe. hilarious comment. Oh, let me read your Joe W. Yeah, and all <laughs> I all I will say is, I think that already happened with her. No. So no, no, no. Trust ever... me, I follow her. I stalk her on a daily basis. That what? is not that true. Is, that is cr- weird. That is creepy. Dude. Leave it alone, dude. Dude, trust me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Ray says y'all had this same conversation a while back where Josh said she's twelve. <laughs> dude, we totally did. It was like six months ago. I brought her up because she's insanely hot, and, and, and I Josh was like, she, she looks twelve. <laughs> Look her up, dude. Become a fan. Hey, Say, hey. Tell her Fusco says hi. Hey, at least at least I'm a fuck I'm fucking consistent, all right, guys? <laughs> Don't be wrong. I have fairly loose I have a fairly loose code, but I stick to it like glue. Um okay, so now that we're past the fails, the wins, the the trials, the tribulations, um Fusco being a pedo. <laughs> She's 19. It's okay. It, it's okay. Hey, by the way, I just got a message. I had this whole bit planned and it's probably going to fall through where we get Steve McWhorter on the phone and I'm working on it in the background. I'm working on the background. Okay. Keep, keep going. Keep going with ship. What am I, what am I going to worry about? Steven McWhorter <laughs> being pissed off at me. At me. He's mad at me. Oh. Not you. You're going to play the fucking middleman. Oh, if yeah, I can like, get him on the phone. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Steve. Hey, he friended me. We were we Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're Facebook friends now. That's like one step away from being real friends. <laughs> almost. We're almost there. <laughs> we're almost. As my good friend, John used to say, Whoa. We're halfway there. Whoa, we're halfway there. I'm ha- we're halfway there in this nonsense. Are we going to finish that before this episode? Because that is literal. I'm I'm not entirely sure that she didn't just empty a bottle and refill it with kangaroo piss. In true Chanaran fashion, we're going to Chanaran ourselves by finishing this. I'm going to do. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's kangaroo piss. Oh, <laughs> whatever gets you drunk, mate. Because ever <laughs> since ever since I drank it the first time, it spilled a little on my shirt. Fucking Joey's been coming out the bush, mate. <laughs> Joey's coming out of the bush. Wait, do it in an Australian accent, not Irish. Uh what's what's Australian? Uh, oh, hey, hey. Oh, it's like oh, I forgot. It's like it's like British or Irish, but uh, more drunk and more criminal. Right. Okay. Cool. Do a criminal Irish accent. Criminal Irish accent. Oh, nominee Patrice. Oh, different kind of criminal. Not like a pedo, like a different <laughs> criminal. Not like me. Not like, like, a, not like a pedo <laughs> criminal. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the fucking show, boy. Oh, fuck me. Sideways. So let's go. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's, it's really rank. It is so fucking. I would like to think. I would. <laughs> it is fucking terrible. <laughs> Like, I'm not, like, this normally, a, sometimes we play ever, this. Do you ever think about the fact that this is a thing we choose to do every week? <laughs> I know, dude. You, you would think I'm playing this up. 
No, no, no. I'm not playing this up. No, what is that fucking terrible? Brad, confirm it for us. Let me put it this way. Uh, Having filmed an infinite number of short videos with Andrew Fusco, uh, he's not that good of an actor. Like, no. He, I'm terrible. You've seen the fucking videos. Go to the like, Las Vegas like, YouTube.com. He's, he's not a very good actor. Uh, he definitely uh, he definitely fucking hates this almost as much as I do. Also, you didn't go nearly as low as you said you were going to. Down to the label, boy. Oh, fuck. I did it, too. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> do not throw up in a cup. I'm not going to throw up. I might just spit. Don't spit in my cups. It is fucking awful. Spin your empties. You got oh. empties. Spin your empties. You just throw them away, dumb dumb. You ever have a drink like tequila usually does to me, but where your stomach just goes, like it just wants, like it's done. It's like usually, kind of like, usually the first shot of the morning for me at 6 a.m., my stomach's like, no. <laughs> you fight through it. But, uh, but I just tell it, no, this is the, this is the hand we were dealt. <laughs> Listen, boy. <laughs> and, and we're going to get through this day one way or another, my friend. <laughs> Well, uh, see you guys tomorrow. So, uh, real quick, practice. Um, now that now that you're too liquored up to remember anything, oh, trust me, I'm gonna drink this. But what on to the topic of the week? Let's go. <laughs> we actually have a topic. I have a topic. Uh, I would like to know more about this topic. You know, uh, this what a week from tomorrow will be Celtic Thanksgiving Seven, the flagship. Celtic music concert of uh, the poorest neighborhood of Las Vegas. <laughs> so true. That you created. Uh, any tips? Any tips for uh, throwing a concert? Yeah, I have I have just a tip. Just the tip. Just, just the one tip. tip. Just a little bit of a tip. Don't fucking do it. Whatever you're thinking, if you're if you're one of those people out there that like, hey, listen, I'm gonna bring piping to the community and I'm gonna do this, blah, this or that or blah 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 blah, don't fucking do it. Trust me, it's not worth it. I I should, I, it's too big now. We can't we can't stop it. We can't stop it. It's too big. I mean, much like much like um, that last size of the sounder or the the sounding rod. It's just too big. You shouldn't go there. <laughs> it's just too big, and you still have trouble walking after either way. <laughs> Ugh, God, that shit is horrible. Did you finish it? Let me no, see. No, there's let, still let more. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Finish that shit. Uh, no, I, I... It is officially the worst shit on earth. Yeah, it's pretty um, awful. It's made... <laughs> it's like the opposite of Snapple. It's made from the worst shit on earth. <laughs> the worst shit on earth. <laughs> made for, it's made from asbestos and cancer. It's anti-Snapple. <laughs> Asbestos. What's the opposite of a stem cell? Is it a leaf cell? Oh, it's like my nut cancer in a bottle. Is that how they make it? I don't know what. It, is there such a thing as nut cancer? I don't even know. Definitely, and you definitely have it. Oh, I'm sure I do. My nuts hurt on a more on a regular morning basis. When I'm wanking off in the shower, and I'm like, oh, if I get the poison out, it will just all feel better. But if only, if does. only I had something more than my imagination, I wouldn't have to wank it so hard. <laughs> I need to bring my phone in the shower, apparently. Granted, this is also why I have that belt that just hangs (laughs) in the shower area. And my waterproof Batman mask, now available on the Chanter Rant store. Go to ChanterRant.com slash Batman to get your own waterproof Chanter Rant jerk-off safe dishwasher safe Batman mask. I'm going to order that immediately. Can we actually do that? 
Is that possible? I mean, by the time this goes out next Friday, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, okay. So anyway, concert. I want to. I want to. I want us to switch. I, w- I want us to play a little. A little game of Chain Rant Crossfire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, so I'm going to start with being a proponent of the concert. You are going to be a uh, opponent. Okay. Of the concert, and and we're gonna we're gonna go a little back and forth, and then randomly I'm going to switch sides by hitting the bell. Okay. At intervals that are determined by how much I can make noise with my mouth while trying not to throw up this fucking disgusting Australian rock. You still have to finish it. I know. Okay. So, round one. I think the concert has actually brought an incredible amount to the local uh, scene. Not not necessarily the music scene, but the Celtic scene overall. I consider myself to be a bit of a... Celtic file? Patron of the arts. <laughs> Yes, you are. Uh, being far too involved in far too many of these fucking organizations to ever make myself personally or financially successful. But uh, I remember when I was visiting town, I think it was the second year you guys did it. I don't think it was the first. I think it was the second. I was in town for Thanksgiving, and it was that weekend, and I came to the concert, and how fucking blown away I was by how many people were in the band and how much the band did not suck. Uh, that would have been maybe 2011, 2012. Probably. Yeah, roughly. So what happened? That's a great question. <clears throat> when did you graduate college? What year? I graduated in 2014. Okay. So probably was more likely to 2013 because this is the seventh year is 2019. So if the second year holds up math, let's do some math for Josh. Cause he's got an Nevada education. 2012 is when we started it. And uh, <laughs> it's taking you it's taking you a long time for a guy that has a degree from an online university. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, I thought you would have been faster. Fuck if I know. Were the download speeds slow on math <laughs> class? <laughs> but anyway, um, what happened? That's a great question. Why is it worse? Is, is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I don't think it's worse. I actually think uh, overall it's gotten more rich and more more refined. It's gotten more refined. I think I think uh, there was a time period where the concert was just kind of anyone who can do it can do it, and then it got good enough to where you're like, well, we only have so much time now. Necessarily not everyone who can do it can do it. Well, it originally started as a two-hour show, and we included everybody. It was meant to be a community, like, come-together kind of thing. And then thing. you realize the community was shite. Yeah, the community is a bunch of fucking cunts, and we're just going to do it our way, like uh, fucking, uh, what's his name said. And we're <clears throat> we're going to... Put on a decent Celtic variety show. It's like licorice fucked a gremlin. Dude, it's so terrible. It's the worst shit on earth. Absolutely. So, that's what it was intended to be, a community come together event. And and we're going to like basically jerk each other off because, you know, the pipe band, ultimately bagpipes are the coolest thing that exists in our world. Like there's Scottish dancing, bagpipes, Irish dancing. Which I would consider Scottish and Irish dancing to be uh, technically more difficult. Oh, it's more difficult, but it's like way more lame. But um, but nobody nobody cares. Nobody splooshes <laughs> their pants for <laughs> dancing. No, not at all. And unless you're the Las Vegas pipe band doing the male part of the dancing thing about four years ago, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> YouTube.com dot <laughs> slash dot com slash YouTube. Yeah, go to that and see that shit or whatever. But anyway, um, and then we realized that there's a whole bunch of nonsense out there, and let's let's tighten the show up a bit. Last couple of years, we tightened it up. Yeah. Then so, we tightened too much, and there was not enough stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, we tightened a little too much. It, it, it's a constant struggle of, like, 
in and out and in and out. You know what I mean? So, you know, in and out, in and out. I thought it was like, like there's multiple aspects, right? So you need, like you need to have strong planning and a strong pipe core, but you also need community support. Correct. And like, and partners. So you need to be able to like, you leverage all three leverage the community support the pipers right. and absolutely and and the and the band <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and that's a gif <laughs> somebody take a screenshot of that right there please for the love of god but um, uh yeah i mean i i still in the concert uh okay so here, here's my perspective as a pro uh, when I say pro, I mean for. I'm for the concert currently. Uh, I grew up here, yes. and I like this place. I think it's a great community. I think it has it's it's so different and so much more rich culturally, musically, etc. Uh, since when I was just a weean, mm-hmm. but I think I think I, I think that that's a great thing. Like I'm so proud of what this city is now versus what it used to be. And like, it, it makes me only more optimistic for like what it will be in like mm-hmm. 10, 20, 15 years, you know? But, uh, I think the concert in its own way contributes to that ever so slightly. It just it ever so slightly can, can contributes to the idea of, uh, arts and the celebration of the arts and the validity of the Celtic community here in Las Vegas year after year, despite whatever bullshit we have to go through to try to make it happen or me getting me being naked, getting sprayed with a fucking fire extinguisher. <laughs> or me putting a fucking gimp mask on or whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it <laughs> whatever it takes to draw attention. End game, to baby. <laughs> We're the end game trailer now. Whatever it takes. Dude, I don't I don't understand it, but um You're not pro concert. I'm anti concert. I'm pro concert. So the way I look at it is this. It gives the people in the band something to shoot for. So just like competition, <clears throat> when you're a bagpiper, nobody wants to hear that shit, generally speaking. I get that on a regular basis. But a competition like at the Vegas Games or the concert is the thing that we shoot for. It's like the thing that people do want to hear you. You know what I mean? How many times have you been at that like thing and like you show up at the wedding or whatever in some dickhead rolls her eyes like oh fucking bad Christ fuck's sake and mostly it's because of the shithead service bands out there that make a shit show of it and they know it's gonna be shit until I play and they're like oh fuck I didn't realize bagpipes I didn't realize good. that I like bagpipes bagpipes are pretty good I've, I've dealt with that I've many had, times I've but had it plenty of times people are like I didn't think I liked bagpipes oh my god if you heard the average service band, you would realize that you don't like bagpipes. Until especially you heard Stuart Little play. Especially like, if oh, the shit, fucking like average service band doesn't go to the Dojo U tuning clinic <laughs> using the link chanarant.com slash service band. Special <laughs> discount for service bands only and for everybody else. If you're a service band member, go there right now and yeah. you get a special discount because God knows I'll, I'll, need I'll, you to I'll personally back. send you some yellow fucking flashes. <laughs> we'll take Chanarant money and send you some shit. Uh, here, here's my issue. All I right. think I think the concert uh, really detracts from the core focus of the pipe band, which if it's education and competition, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's it's a lot of babying. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of trying to manage the egos of people, thinking that you know 
they can get away with not knowing mass band tunes. I think the concert's a great thing to work towards, but do people actually work towards it with enough fervor? Well, I think that <clears throat> uh, realistically, it places places a ton of burden on leadership. It takes places a ton of burden just to just to do all the logistics of actually booking the fucking thing. Yeah. Places a ton of uh, stress, excess stress on musical leadership because you got to take people from zero to 60 who all of a sudden come out of the fucking woodwork, want to play the goddamn concert or people who've been playing all year, but can't play the basic shit. Can't play the kill thing tunes. You know, like I think it's a, it's a lot of extra practices for leadership <clears throat> to try to run just to make sure people know the things they should know anyway, even if there wasn't a concert. That's a good point. I mean, there's, it's interesting that, Maybe you're you're essentially suggesting. Let me let me make sure I understand you. That the concert could distract from people learning the shit they're supposed to know, like mass band tunes, the co- the competition tunes, things that we should have in the bag. Essentially, is that what you're suggesting? No, I would say that um, it highlights the things that you should already have in the bag. If you fuck it up, but which it's we like, always it, do. It's also <laughs> one of those things where it's like, you know. How many how many extra practices do does leadership have to make time for to have people play fucking Green Hills and Bonnie Dundee, which they should already know? That's a good point. <clears throat> Considering the only finite resource anyone has is time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Everything mm-hmm. else is more or less infinite. Well, it's also apparently meant mental approach because <laughs> people can't seem to figure that part out. But um I get what you're saying. I would say from I've the still pro, never heard from still the never pro, heard a good Highland Laddie. From the pro aspect is at least we have two times a year that we're expected to play uh, uh, Bonnie Dundee, Highland Laddie, MSR, Medley, blah 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 correct instead of just once a year at the Vegas games. So remember last year when we hit the Vegas games, we like we hit that fucking more or less, I mean, you know, it's not fucking great, but it was pretty good for us full steam, right? And what happened at the two games after that? Absolute dog ass. It went completely downhill after that, right? As if, granted, as if you as if don't we, have to play those tunes every fucking year. As if you don't have to come across those again. I'm not even talking just Bonnie Dundee and Lad. We're talking MSR medley. Like, it and, went yeah. downhill. Like, why was the peak... The peak is not supposed to be the first games. It's supposed to be the third one. You're supposed to hit that. It's supposed to get better every time. It did not happen that way, right? So the Vegas games, we hit pretty hard. And so this year, that's got to change. Like, there cannot be the lull. We hit the Vegas games, and then all we're going to go fuck off and not practice for two months. What what happened? What did I do? I just switched. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So now you're anti-concert. Yeah, dovetail, yeah. dovetail that conversation you were just you. having into an anti-concert thing. Well, as a leadership member, it's very easy. Like, there's way too much goddamn work, and nobody, and it's gonna sound like shit anyway. So why do we bother? Uh, well, I think that <laughs> I think that we bother because we're we're doing it. We're doing it for people, people in the band, people that are not in the band, the audience. Yeah, like I mean, I I had this conversation recently with someone where I was talking about the guest piper, mm-hmm. how we always bring in a guest piper. And the audience wouldn't fuck know the difference. Oh, they know. They don't like, know why they know, but they know. Like I think, I think for the most part, I can put Callum on the poster, or Jack on the poster, or Stewart on the poster, 
the people who are buying tickets to attend the event don't know who that fucking person is. No, that's true. But when they get there, they know the difference. They know that it's better. When they hear it, they know it's better. They're like, holy and, shit. And I had someone ask me, like, well, why do you why do you bother? Have you listened to the reactions of once oh, they're yeah. done playing, oh, when yeah. people react to well, when it's they're like, done? Like, it's I, I've, I've had people ask me, like, well, why do you bother spending the money to bring these people out here? And I was like, the guest piper performance is not for the audience. It's not at all. The guest piper performance is for the people who are in the band. Absolutely it is. Because we're all, we're all sitting in the fucking stairwells. They're watching. watching up the fucking stairs. Yeah, we're wa- like we're watching that shit because it's Absolutely. awesome. Like that is a completely selfish move. Absolutely. What that we're was doing, hundred percent, my intention when I what we're doing in that moment is we're leveraging people wanting to see us and dancers and bollocks and fiddle and whoever else. Mm-hmm. We're leveraging that yep. for us to bring down a player that we want to see. Absolutely, hundred percent. Because the audience, the difference between Ali or Stewart or Jack. Or you know this Callum. this weekend Callum to the audience is negligible. They're not going to know. They're they're just going to know that guy's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, to us, it's like holy fucking shit. We're getting to we're getting to watch all of our favorite people play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like I you know it'd be amazing great? shit. You know it'd be great. <laughs> I'd love to hang out with so and so and listen to them just jam out a set. Oh, what's just happened for the show? <laughs> <laughs> exactly correct. That was the whole point. <laughs> and I, I think that's I, I was talking I think I was talking to and correct me if I'm mistaken Babs because I'm sure you'll listen to this eventually but yeah I think I was talking to Babs I was like no no we, we bring that person in for us oh it's 100% for us yeah we could bring in anybody that's closer or whatever and the audience would think it was amazing yeah I could bring in Will from fucking Phoenix and they would his piping's they'd, they'd, gonna be pretty good yeah they'd, lo- they'd lose their we, mind we don't give a fuck about Will we, we care about Stuart Little or yeah. Callum Bowl. yeah Will, Will's just some fucking asshole uh, the whole point. I'm just <laughs> we love you. Will. You're a good dude. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't even keep that up. No, I was trying dude. to. I was trying to keep up. I was gonna harangue on Will, but I can't because he's just. No, he's, a good dude. he's just too nice of a person. But uh, like, what I, the idea was to inspire our players, or want, hopefully get them to like, oh man, that's so cool. Hey, that's fucking Stuart Little. That's fucking Al- Alistair Henderson. That's fucking Jack Lee. That's whoever. Like, I want to go home and practice. I want to be better. I want to. You know, whatever it is, like you're hoping you get that kid that's just, or whoever it is, it doesn't have to be a kid necessarily, but generally. The, yeah, the guest piper is usually like, for us. Oh, it's 100% for us. Especially because we bring them to the after party and that's really where they do a bulk of their work. Now, guest drummer, uh, you know, that's not for us because who no, gives a fuck no, about, drums? Cares about drums? Yeah. <laughs> well, that one time we did an audience thing. You just get, you just get any asshole. It doesn't matter. If they throw their sticks around, we're happy. I yeah, don't sure. So throw your fucking sticks, hoiny. Cobra, <laughs> Cobes. <laughs> no, Cobes is a good. He's a good. Ter- he's a good time. He's going to be a hell of a party. I'm, I'm very excited to have him in town uh, for, <laughs> for that weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, okay, I plan to be drunk from about Thursday till about Sunday morning. You cannot be drunk during the show, man. Dude, have you met me? What the last four years? You haven't been drunk. Well, okay. Not I've been drunk for like one of those. One last thing I want to say is the positive side. You can go negative if you want. This concert is dog ass and no one should go. <laughs> one is fuck the concert. Burn, burn the man. Right. It's dog shit. Two. We're living in a new America now. <clears throat> Grab yeah. your forks. I want to challenge the Phoenix, the cider Arizona house people, rules, the Utah people and the California people who are within reasonable driving distance to come out to this fucking thing and support 
a pipe band that's uh, doing shit, and Callum Beaumont's going to be there. And when's the last time you ever saw Callum Beaumont play? Dude, Guess if you're in, never. If you're in you St. Cunt. George, it's two hours. Yeah. If you're in northern Utah, it's six hours. If you have a private have, pilot like we Vegas, do, it's have, like an hour and yeah, a half. Yeah, it's not that far. We have a private pilot, but that's cool. Yeah, not everybody is, uh, is us, but... <laughs> Come down. Not everybody wants to die like Randy Rhodes did. <laughs> Eric Evanhouse and Bethia, get your asses down here and fucking party with us and uh, see Combo Mop play and do and jerk off with a bagpipe. I don't know. But, you can get, um, and uh, there will not be tickets at the door because we sell out every year. So you can get your yeah. tickets at lasvegaspipeband.org slash concert. I think I could get Eric and Bethia in backstage. I could probably do that. But more importantly. Which one's going to have to suck you off? I'm assuming Eric. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got very lovely lips. Or but, he keisters the fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stick it. Wait. There's a lot. I don't know. You but, cannot. Um, you, dude, it's like, you, you have to be like a boxer. Like, you cannot blow your load pre-concert. You got to have your chi. You were there in San Diego. I can do pre, middle, post. I can do it all. No, you were. it was puffs of smoke and a very dissatisfied lady for the last four <laughs> attempts. <laughs> Either and then way. I had to stare at your hairy ass there trying was, to find your pants. <laughs> there was lots of attempts. That's all I got to say. Yeah, was like, there was a <laughs> lot of attempts. A lot of a bed shake, bed shake, bed shake. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. All I got to say is this. Hey, if my dick was as old as yours, uh, it probably wouldn't work as well either. One story I'm going to leave everybody anonymous about the concert is this. One of our drummers, who's been working with us eh, a year or so, her family has been attending the show more or less from the beginning. Five, huh? six, seven years, right? I know. I know. Okay. I, I've and this person decide. I don't remember how it all came about, but I think I talked them into like, hey, why don't you have your kid come play with us? Because we can teach you blah, blah, blah. I don't know how it all came this about. This is the, and the shreds? Yes. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, that, kid, that kid's fucking great. So that kid's going to win some fucking medals because guess someday. what? Guess what's happening for our new drum core? What's that? You have to travel with anyway, so you are fucking yes, you might as well doing solo competition. <laughs> I swear to I'm going to physically make all of you do it. Yep. So anyway, this family's been coming for years, and they're so excited that finally the kid, the daughter, is attending the concert and performing. And they're super excited. So this is the first example I could say that finally the, long the community, the long-term pl- plan of this was the community aspect of bringing people together that enjoy this sort of thing. They were tenants for years and then somebody came in and now finally this person's going to perform and this person bought like 50 tickets. To the and, show. and your penis had nothing to do with it. Not a thing. <laughs> well, mm, no. <laughs> I mean, as much as my penis has to do with anything, just by just by existing, <laughs> by the nature of existing. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, completely anyway, un- completely unrelated note. Um, how many how many tickets to this show do you think our dicks have sold? Oh my god! Like for me, I'm I'm pretty sure like one and a half. One and a half only. One and oh, a half tickets. I've sold way more than that thanks to my dick. I'd say like twelve. Well, we still have tickets on sale. Over seven years. And you can go to lasvegaspipeband.org slash concert to get your tickets today. Fusco, I think your dick has some work to do, my friend. Yeah, we got some tickets to sell. So, 
Also, uh, I don't think miss Callum Boma because this guy is fucking. I think I'm having Thanksgiving dinner with Callum. You, I believe you are. <laughs> Am I picking him up? How's that going? I haven't even thought that far ahead yet. I, I listen. My life is. I, I live my life quarter mile at a time. <laughs> quarter mile at a time. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> All right, Fusco. Uh, we're reaching the end of our show. It's been two and a half fucking hours. Uh, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, not really. Uh, go to the show and come out and visit us. It's going to be a great time. And the after party and party and drink and fuck. I'm very excited for this year's Kelby Thanksgiving concert. It is actually as much of a pain in the ass as it is. It's one of the things I look forward to every year. And we already have next year's scheduled. Boom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we finish, I have a lot... News. You're the one with the soundboard, dumbass. I, I don't have it up right now. So this just in from somebody at the Poconos workshop. You ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. We've made it, son. We've made it. It's I already knew this. And in quotes, you tell Andy Fusco that he's a cunt from a drunken, giggling Stuart Little. We've made it, son. Boy, Stewie boy. No fucking way. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's your final thoughts. My final thoughts are uh, I'm very excited for the concert. It's one of those few things that I enjoy creatively throughout the year instead of just uh, my weekly listening to people's savage tunes I love. <laughs> in this occasion, in this occasion, we get to dress up and listen to people savage the tunes I love all at once. So I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I encourage anyone in the area to come out to the Kelp Thanksgiving 7. Thanksgiving 8 is going to be on the 28th of November of 2020, that Saturday, which is also my 30th birthday. I can't believe that's what we decided on. I thought we were going to go the weekend two weeks before. No, but uh, that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, channel and audience, we love you. If you're Patreon subscribers, uh, we're going to stick around and you'll be able to see us drunk dial some people at the Pokemon we're gonna thing. Sh- we're going to try to drunk dial Stuart Little. It's going to be channel right <laughs> after dark. Do you have the music? Do you have the channel after dark music? I don't, but we're going to pretend. Uh, you'll you'll add it in post. Yeah. But uh, yeah, channel and listeners, we love you. And at the end of the day, Andy, play us out. trippies on the floor did you really <laughs> I don't think I have an ace man <laughs> wait how fucked are you Yeah, you guys can't see the amount of pain he's in right now, but it's really funny. (laughs) Just hop on it for a bit. Let the blood get down there. All right, chat. (laughs) Did I fucking drive you to the hospital?